الرحيم وأنفقوا مما رزقناكم من قبل أن يأتي أحدكم الموت فيقول رب لولا أخرتني إلى أجر قريب فأصدق وأكن من الصالحين وقد قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اتقوا النار ولو بشق تمرة صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك لمن الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين Respected brothers, elders and friends, undoubtedly it is an accepted fact and an irrefutable reality that the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is currently going through a very severe, challenging crisis, bombarded with atrocities, difficulties, stormed with trials and tribulations. Many people out there have become panic-stricken, gripped with fear, not knowing what is the next to expect. This unimaginable catastrophe that has fallen upon the Ummah of Rasulullah has left millions of people homeless. During these days of difficulty, adversity, as believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, followers of Rasulullah wasallam, we are clearly commanded in the Holy Qur'an, in the prophetic sunnah of our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to extend any kind of warmth, compassion, affection to all those in pain, distress, in agony, to display kindness by exhibiting the true sublime conduct of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like our mother Khadija radiallahu anha, when describing the beautiful, outstanding qualities of our beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, she highlighted a very great quality that was found in him. وَتُعِينُ عَلَى نَوَائِبِ الْحَقِّ O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that you reach out to all those people who are in pain, in difficulty, within your ability, according to your means, you make it a point to try and assist in whichever way you are able to. This is surely the teaching of Islam, the spirit of our deen, an emphasized command of the Holy Quran in Majid, to help and assist anyone going through any type of difficulty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeatedly commands us to spend and donate for His pleasure. And when Allah commands us to spend, Allah reminds us that spend from the wealth I have granted you. Spend from the wealth we have given you. That this wealth does not belong to us. It belongs entirely to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has given us whatever He has given us as a test to see whether we fulfill His commandments or we fail in doing so. We will be amazed and astonished to see the extent that Allah has emphasized Allah has re-emphasized the importance of spending for His pleasure. That that person who's constantly involved in helping and assisting, have you understood his maqam and position in the eyes of Allah? That person who reaches a single day, this is the maqam such a person has in the eyes of Allah. Again, the command to help and assist those not necessary financial help and assistance, could be physical help and assistance. Sometimes you facilitate, you make the arrangements. Nabi Ali says, that person too, 
will receive the full reward of the one who has spent for the sake of Allah. That person who spends for the pleasure of Allah, Nabi salam in one narration states, that on the day of Qiyamah, and we know in many ahadith, Nabi salam has went into great in-depth detail, describing the horrifying, terrifying conditions of the day of Qiyamah. On that day of Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will elevate the status. Allah will raise the ranks of few, of certain groups of people. One of them being that person who spent for the sake of Allah. And he kept his contribution as a secret between him and Allah. He never disclosed it to anyone. Some scholars explain what is meant by the statement, La ta'lam shimalu. His left hand does not know what his right hand has spent. And they say that what was intended, that he does not even remind himself of what he has done. He forgets all his good deeds. I helped this person, I helped that person. I offered my help to this one and that person in need. But then he forgets everything he has done. It's only between me and Allah. Only Allah must know it. Such a person is so beloved in the eyes of Allah. On the day of judgment, he will be put under the great arsh of Allah. And he will be made to enjoy the special shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because he gave whatever he gave, purely and only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This topic of kindness is too vast. Kindness is not restricted to financial help and assistance. It extends to physical help. Some people need psychological help. At times a person feels unwanted in society. He lacks attention. He comes up to you. He feels and he has hope. Perhaps you will understand the emotions he's going through. You can thereby motivate him, raise his spirits. What is our reaction? We become fed up, irritated with such a person. He got nothing to do better in life to waste my time. Those few words that you may utter can change a person's entire life. Therefore, Nabi salam is very clear in many ahadith that sometimes a person may utter a single word, but that word could be a means of his entry into Jannah. The few words that you give of advice, encouragement, motivation, that could be the means of your salvation in this world and hereafter. Sometimes a person is going through financial difficulty, but he finds it too difficult, and he's too embarrassed to disclose his condition before you. And he comes up to you with the hope that you are able to see his outer condition, and you may offer some help and assistance. Allah reminds us in the Holy Quran of such people. Such people are surely deserving of your contributions. Such people are in need of your donations. My respected brothers and elders, ulama have explained that the reward that one attains for giving charity for the sake of Allah is extremely great, extremely high. But the reward for spending, the reward for offering any kind of help and assistance to that person who is in desperation, that person who is going through a crisis, that person who is in pain, in distress, is multiplied hundred times more. My respected brothers and elders, that person who when he receives our donation, he is doing us a favor by accepting it, through which we are able to gain higher stages in Jannah, through which we are able to gain closeness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a lengthy narration, of a very pious saint by the name of Ahmad bin Miskin rahimahullah. 
And this entire incident is mentioned by a number of great historians. Ahmad bin Miskin rahimahullah was an epitome of piety. And he lived a very simple life. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's divine decree, he was afflicted with some type of difficulty. And he was going through a financial crisis. And day after day, his condition began to become worse and worse. Until a point came in his life where he says, I had absolutely no food to feed myself, my wife and my little child. Three days and three nights have passed and there was not a single morsel of food in our entire home. Now he decided that he will have to sell his house, earn some money and with that money he is now able to buy some food to feed his little child. And then he narrates and he says that fine, I won't have a place to stay. But I can't hear the cry of my child any longer, out of severe pangs of hunger. The next morning he gets up and he proceeds to the masjid. And then he sits on the musalla and then he raises his hands, fervent dua, begging, beseeching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless him with his supreme, divine, infinite mercy. A few hours pass by and he's shedding those tears, realizing only Allah can solve his problem taking his needs, presenting it before Allah, turning his attention only to Allah. And just before the time of Zuhar could come, a friend of his had passed by, by the name of Abu Sayyad. And this friend of his sees him in this condition, Ahmad, what are you doing here at this hour? So he then discloses his condition, and he says, I'm here waiting for Allah to send His mercy upon me. I have absolutely no food at home. I have decided to sell my little home to buy some food for my little child. So his friend then tells him, I have a small bag in which I have two freshly baked rolls. I would like to hand over this bag to you. Ahmad bin Miskir rahimahullah states, by Allah I was overjoyed. Three days have passed, not a single morsel of food entered my mouth. I gladly, happily accepted this bag. I rushed back home and I hope to give this roll to my little child. And I waited to see my little child smile after something is gone, after something enters the stomach of my child. As I'm about to enter my home, a beggar comes to me. And this woman carrying her little baby in her arms, shedding tears, and she tells me, Ahmad, I have not eaten for many days. You are well aware of the financial crisis we're going through. I beg you and implore you in the name of Allah, would you please hand over this bag of rolls to me. Ahmad bin Miskin rahimahullah says, I'm now being tested by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On one side, I haven't eaten. My family haven't eaten. Now I'm being commanded to give these two rolls to this beggar. He said, as I'm deliberating, and thinking, what decision should I make? Suddenly I go into a state of sleep and slumber. And then I have a vision of the day of Qiyamah. The doors of Jannah widely open. And I'm standing on the plains of Qiyamah. And my arrival in Jannah is being awaited. But for me to enter Jannah, the condition sacrifices two roads. And he realized I've been inspired by Allah to hand over these two roads to her. So I give her these two roads, and then I then tell her that by Allah, I'm more in need of it than you, but for the sake of Allah, I'm giving it to you. He then continues his incident. He says, I felt too shy and too embarrassed to go back home empty-handed. I returned to the masjid. And now I'm convinced Allah will definitely help and assist me. I go back to the masjid. I engage in nafil salah. 
I shed those tears, Ya Rabb, Ya Rabb. Raising the hands before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A few hours pass by. That very same friend passes by the masjid and he sees me in this condition again. Ahmad, what is the problem now? I then relate to him my incident. He said, why are you sitting here when you have a full bag of coins that have, has come to your house? When I heard about this in my house, I immediately went and inquired, where did this bag come from? And who sent this bag of coins? I was told that my late father had known someone, these silver coins. That person was unable to pay back in the life of my father. So therefore now he has came out looking for all the heirs who are entitled to the estate. And this bag of coins belonged to me. I immediately raised my hands. I can't describe the overwhelming joy that I experienced, that ecstasy and excitement. I began to run back home. When I entered the, my little home, my wife waiting eagerly for my arrival to give me this good news. And then at that point I felt that I passed the test. And now I'm successful and I'm forgiven. And then he says that night when I went off to sleep, I had a lengthy detailed dream. And then he narrates his dream. He says, I see myself standing on the plains of Qiyam. And I have no words to describe the horrifying, terrifying condition of Qiyam. People were drowning in perspiration. And after a long period had passed, the announcement was made in the court of Allah, Ala qad wudi'atil mawazin, which was like a reality. That all assembly of Qiyamah, the scales have been put down. When this announcement was made, I saw people becoming hysterical. My legs became numb. My face had turned pale. My body became cold. People went into a shock and panic. And now Jannah is presented before us. Jahannam on our left. And everyone has started joining the queue. The second announcement was made. Hisab has commenced. The reckoning has started. Everyone joined the queue. And wait for your turn to arrive. Like this, I quietly joined the queue. Person by person going through the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being examined and tested. And like this, my turn came closer and closer and closer. And as my turn is coming closer, that feeling is getting more and more, the panic is increasing, until my turn had come, and I had to take a few steps and walk in the court of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first announcement was made to the angels, bring all his bad deeds. My bad deeds were brought, put on the scales, by Allah it was like huge mountains. When I looked at my evil deeds, I realized that I am going to be thrown headlong in the fire of Jahannam. The second announcement was made, bring his good deeds. Like this, my small bag of good deeds were brought, presented in the court of Allah. When the bag of good deeds were opened, it turned out to be a few particles of dust. How can this outweigh the huge mountains? My conviction, my yaqeen increased that I'm going to be thrown headlong in the fire of Jahannam. Then the last announcement was made, هَلْ بَقِيَ لَهُ مِنْ حَسَّنَةِ Is there any other good deed remaining? And the answer was yes. What is it? The two rules that he had given, despite having the need for it himself. These two rules were put on the scales. And it had some weight of significance. Last announcement was made. Any other things remaining? And the answer was yes. What is it? Those tears that that woman shed upon receiving the two rolls. By Allah, those tears were weightier and heavier than those huge mountains of sins. May Allah Rabbul Izzah give us the ability 
to practice upon the teachings of Quran and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Nabi alaihi sallam has said, "Ittaqul nar wa lo bishqi tamra." Oh my Ummah, protect yourself from the blazing hot fire of Jahannam. Even if you be giving just half a date in charity, on the day of Qiyamah, a person will see that half date of charity coming to rescue him from the blazing hot fire of Jahannam. At times we feel our small donations, what impact would it have on a huge crisis? Remember, a small change creates a huge change. May Allah Rabbul Izzah give us the ability to make amal wa akhru da'wan. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen.